our promotion set us apart. Every single week, every Wednesday, a new one starts, and every Tuesday it ends. I'm in charge of all of the promotions enterprise-wide. So I try to get the best deals that I can. And I think that our vendors see such incredible results from those promotions that they want to keep running them. You know, they want to get involved in our other programs. You know, often we stalk Reddit, which I'm sure a lot of people in the industry do, but we see a lot of people, you know, really impressed with our promotions. And the cool thing is too, is promotions aren't necessarily like a lateral thing. It's like, Wild's a good example. When they came into Colorado last, I believe it was last June, they were like, we want to run BOGO dollars, you know, buy one, get one for a dollar, like every other week. And they were like, we know we need to make a splash because there's all these other big players. And so with those promotions, they saw exponential growth. You're listening to To Be Blunt, the podcast for cannabis marketers, where your host Shada Taravi and her guests are trailblazing the path to marketing, educating, and professionalizing cannabis. Light one up and listen up. Here's your host, Shada Taravi. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the To Be Blunt Cannabis Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Shada Tarabi, and if you are not here for cannabis or marketing, I hope you stay anyways, because I think that you'll learn some cool shit. But with that said, I'm excited to be sharing another episode with y'all. If you've been tuning in, you know that I talk to guests from all aspects of the industry. I've had guests from Colorado, California, even Canada. Wow, we got a lot of C's in the cannabis industry. But I really genuinely pride myself and this show on being a full 360 degree view on what the fuck is going on in the cannabis industry. And I could not be more stoked to share today's guest is Krista Nichols. She is the marketing manager for my favorite, I'm going to say it, my favorite dispensary. I'm talking like the place that I want to go to and spend my money at repeatedly because I like their quality of products. I like their environment and I really just love what they're up to. I think they're a really fun brand. And that brand is Lightshade. They are a Denver-based, independently owned cannabis chain with nine locations. I'm not even fluffing you guys up. This is literally the dispensary I go to the moment I land in Denver. I drive straight there. They just have the best selection. They have the best prices. Their bud tenders are awesome. And so I actually got connected to Krista because my recent trip to Denver, I landed and went straight to Lightshade. I got a big haul and I was tagging them on social media and she happened to see my content and engage. And so y'all know me. I had to shoot her a DM and invite her to be on the show. And well, she said yes. So this episode is super exciting for me just because this is a brand that I genuinely, truly like to support with my own money. And They're up to some really amazing things in the industry. They've been around for a long time, going back to 2011, so pre the legal rec market in Colorado. And we just got into some really great dialogue about, you know, what really sets them apart and makes 
consumers like myself want to shop with them. So let's welcome Krista to the show. I am Krista Nichols. I am the marketing manager at Lightshade Dispensaries. We are the biggest independently owned dispensary chain here in Colorado. We have nine locations and are hoping to expand in the next couple of years. I'm sure that that will happen. I work primarily on managing our all of our marketing efforts, whether that's display in-store, promo negotiations with clients and different vendors, all of our CSR activities. So we're really, really heavy in corporate social responsibility. I manage all of those events. On the marketing side, I do lots of merchandise ordering and design for the stores, as well as all the fun flyers and digital assets. And it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being on the show. I'm going to gush to you like I've gushed to you off screen, but for the <laughs> listeners, Lightshade is my favorite dispensary. Literally, I mean, people should know this about me. And if you don't know this about me, I love Colorado. I spend a lot of time in Denver. I, I grew up, my family has family in Pagosa Springs. So Colorado is very near and dear to my heart, just historically growing up in the mountains and the Rocky Mountain High. And, and so for me over the years, especially as Colorado's legalized recreationally, I've found myself going to light shade and found myself continuously going to light shade time and time again. And so for me, this is just such a, a very exciting interview to be having because it's literally my go-to dispensary when I'm in town and, and you get to help represent that brand for this conversation. So thank you for being here. With that said, let's kind of walk through, you know, the history of Lightshade. It was founded in 2011. Recreational marijuana was not legalized until 2014. Now we're in 2021. You said you have nine locations. What has that journey been like, especially being, you know, independently owned and operated still? It's a testament to the, you know, I think the business that the owners are building. And so I'm just curious kind of how that started. Yeah, sure. So like you said, you know, legalized in 2011, um, we opened our first location off of Holly and I-70, which is kind of by the airport, kind of out by DIA, very slowly grew from there. Uh, their real vision, I think, for Lightshade is to keep as much control of the company as they can, which outside funding doesn't really lend itself to. Um, so, you know, they really wanted to focus on staying a little family, you know, slow and steady wins the race. And I think that our ownership has done a wonderful job of taking everything in stride, making sure that, you know, they maintain a really good company culture without losing that close tight knit aspect of a corporation, right? As you get bigger and bigger and start expanding, you know, you're going to need more staff. Your corporate team is going to grow. Your, you know, um, overhead's going to get bigger. So they've done a really good job of maintaining the growth at a speed of which it's obtainable, you know, and our, and our growth will continue to kind of operate the same way, I imagine. So um, yeah, like I said, as an independently owned chain, we get a lot of benefits because we get to decide what we want. You know, we don't have to ask a ton of people. We don't have to get approval on every single thing. You know, we have a lot of freedom. And I think that has really helped our brand stand apart is that we take risks and we, you know, have looked, especially with COVID, we've looked into really unique ways of marketing to our customers and consumers and we have a lot of freedom. So I think that that really helps us uh, make our name one of the, you know, most boutique quote unquote in the industry. So what do you feel from your perspective is why consumers choose to shop with light shade? I can speak to a little bit potentially about 
my reasons for choosing light shade. I think it's definitely just the atmosphere. It's a very beautiful dispensary. Every time I come in, I just feel comfortable. I feel like I can, it's not overwhelming. I think some dispensaries you go into can be very overwhelming. There's so many products. I don't know where to look, what to, to pick. I think y'all have done a really good job with your bud tenders. They're very knowledgeable. And I think another component that y'all have done really well is incorporating technology into that experience. So whether it's like the displays in the waiting room or the screens, when you're kind of shopping with a bud tender, those aspects to me have really helped make me feel like educated when I come into the store. And then I think on the product side, this is something that I've just kind of been observing too, not specific to light shade, but especially comparing to light shade, every dispensary doesn't sell the same products. So whether that's the same strains of marijuana or it's the same, you know, cart brand or edible brand. I think there's definitely consistencies. There's certainly, you know, name brands like Wana, which I know y'all carry. They're a leader kind of across the board when it comes to edibles. But I do think that there's other, you know, unique aspects of products that y'all provide. And I remember one of the things that really, you know, captured my attention with y'all was you do these little kind of half gram joints. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the minis. <laughs> yeah, the minis. As somebody who doesn't, you know, live in Colorado, I'm always just kind of coming in for like a quick weekend, whether it's to ski or just to hang out in the city, a full gram joint is always too much. And obviously I'm not carrying around like a pipe and all these things with me. So it's like, Ooh, what can be kind of like convenient. And I think maybe y'all weren't the first to create that, but it was something that y'all had done. It was in a really cute little tin that I always looked forward to like, okay, I got to land. I got to go straight to live shade and I kind of get my little mini joint fix. Aww. So those are some of the things that I've observed about your brand. I'm curious what, from your perspective, both working there and what you're observing from your consumers are things that are resonating with them that really have cemented you as this leading dispensary coming out of Colorado. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think it starts with our people first and foremost, like you touched on it. Our bud tenders are so knowledgeable. They're so kind, you know, they're all very welcoming. They're just good people and they're doing what they love. You know, we have a really strong, like I mentioned earlier, a really strong company culture as far as, you know, making sure that the customer comes first, but also getting really, you know, in-depth education. Uh, we, write and record our own light cast is what they're called. Our training team will have the vendors come in and they'll record an educational session for all of our bud tenders when we get a new vendor or old vendors come up with new products and they need to be, you know, up to date. They get sampled out all the time. You know, our bud tenders are really happy um, to receive samples from, from staff uh, or from vendors, I'm sorry, and be able to try the products. And, you know, that's kind of how they get knowledgeable, right? They get exposed to all these educational opportunities and they're also sampling all the products. We are also really into bringing in new brands and seeing how they do. You know, we have a really robust catalog of products to the point that sometimes it gets overwhelming. <laughs> um, but, you know, we're, we're definitely open. You, you touched on Wana. Um, I think another big player that we were pleasantly surprised with this year was wild coming in from Oregon. I know they're also huge in California. Um, they've been great, really wonderful partner to us too. Uh, you know, we're just, we're risk takers, I think. And we really like to see how things do and then base our 
business model kind of around that, if that makes sense. So we're bringing in, you know, different topicals, the escape artist topicals have been great. Um, you know, we've, we've carried Mary's medicinals for a very long time. So there's a lot of movement in the industry. And you and I kind of talked about that a little bit prior to jumping on here, but there's so many really cool things that are happening and we definitely want to be a part of that. So I think that sets us apart. I also think that our promotion set us apart every single week, every Wednesday, a new one starts and every Tuesday it ends. I'm in charge of all of the promotions enterprise-wide. So I try to get the best deals that I can. And I think that our vendors see such incredible results from those promotions that they want to keep running them. You know, they want to get involved in our other programs. You know, often we stock Reddit, which I'm sure a lot of people in the industry do, but we see a lot of people, you know, really impressed with our promotions. And the cool thing is too, is promotions aren't necessarily like a lateral thing. It's like, Wild's a good example. When they came into Colorado last, I believe it was last June, they were like, we want to run BOGO dollars, you know, buy one, get one for a dollar, like every other week. And they were like, we know we need to make a splash because there's all these other big players. And so with those promotions, they saw exponential growth. While people might come into Lightshade to try the deal, they're going to try a product like it and they can potentially go elsewhere and buy it. So, um, you know, I think that we do a pretty good job not to pat myself on the back. Pat yourself on the back. (laughs) No, I was going to echo that too, because I think another thing that y'all do really well that I want to kind of dive into, but it touches on this promotional aspect is the text messaging, text message marketing. Again, I, I think it's sensitive because some people like I, I look into getting text message marketing done for my CBD dispensary here in Austin. And I was talking to our agency and they were like, you know, well, it can work for the people who really like text message marketing. Like they'll be loyal, but for a lot of people, it's very, you know, it's like you said, especially if you're running promotions every Wednesday, that's potentially someone getting a text once a week. I know so because I'm still on your text list is something again, that I look forward to receiving. I know when I land, I'm going to go to Lightshade. They're going to have some promotional deal going on. So for me, I understand the psychology kind of behind it as well of just like, you want to keep engaging the consumer. You want to put something in front of them but more so on the promotional side, it is really cool to hear how you're kind of connecting the dots, especially for, and this is kind of my aside for anybody listening, you know, maybe you're not a dispensary or or a business owner in that capacity, but maybe you're actually a brand and you're trying to think of how do you get your product in front of new consumers? And I think to your point, it's, it's risk-taking, obviously there's a lot of ways to the top. I like to say that a lot. There's not one linear track. And so again, to echo for people listening, you know, they can hear our stories, our journeys and and try to imitate it and, and it might not work for them, but it might work. And so to hear that you have positioned yourself as a brand who is still kind of remaining in control of the business because it is independently owned, you have that freedom to go and kind of work with the brands that you choose to want to incorporate and bring into the store, as well as listening to kind of the market. Like, I love that you mentioned Reddit. I don't, personally hang out on Reddit unless some Oh girl, it is something. a wrap. <laughs> unless you have a few hours, don't even go there. <laughs> Reddit and Clubhouse to me right now are like, I want to be a part of it, but it just takes up so much time. But it, I know that it's a value because we get mentioned on Reddit a lot. And so I know that's where consumers are hanging out. So that's kind of just a cool aside of maybe if you're in cannabis and you want to learn what's going on in the market, you should hang out on Reddit. I think 
that for us, I talk a lot about Delta eight on this podcast, but Delta eight is huge in Texas right now. And we found out honestly about Delta eight originally from consumers who were coming in and I go, how did you hear about, where did you hear about Delta eight? They're like Reddit. And I was like, what the fuck is Reddit doing? So Mm -hmm. it just further, I think, um, cements the power of the community. And I think that the community is growing very rapidly. And so as in business, as an industry, it's like, how do you kind of manage that? But kind of going back to the promotional aspect, what does that look like from your day to day? Is it, you know, Hey, here's a really cool product. We want to put in front of people. Like you said, sometimes it's brands who want to kind of keep promotions going. Was promotions always a part of the light shade kind of business plan, or is it something newer that y'all incorporated? I'm curious what the timeline is for introducing promotions and even some of this text message marketing. Sure. Yeah. So, um, I think, you know, I've only been with light shade about two years coming up on two years. So I, I'm kind of unfamiliar with how they did things previously. Short answer is yes. It's always been, you know, in the forefront of our mind, primarily because as Colorado was the first to legalize cannabis, it has been such a competitive space. Everyone is trying to like, you know, have the lowest prices or have the best experience or have the, this, have the, that, like, you know, everybody wants to stand out in a different way. I know that promotions have always been a big part of light shade. And when I came into my position, our COO was kind of challenged me and he was like, Hey, listen, like I want two BOGO dollars every month to help get our customers familiar with all of our different products, which to me, I was like two, I'll just, I'll try and do as many as I can. You know, I didn't, I didn't really know what I was up against. So, you know, as time went on and I developed these really wonderful relationships with our vendors um, and they started trusting me you know, it just has gotten easier and easier for me to be like, Hey, you know, your competitor is doing a BOGO dollar this month. It would make sense from a competitive edge to incur this marketing cost and run one, you know, primarily every six weeks to two months, I'd say we maybe we'll see a repeat of BOGO dollars of the same vendor. But for the most part, you know, we have such a widespread of vendors that they all want to be a part of it because they know that that's how, their product is going to get in our customers' hands. So like right now, for example, I have, I think I have our promo schedule booked out through May because competitors see like Eureka is like, oh, well, you know, Select is running a BOGO dollar. So they're, you know, going to get into the consumer's hands. Like we should probably run one in the next couple of months and, and figure out how to budget that into our 2021 plan so that we can stay competitive, right? Because it is such a noisy space. It is, there's so many cool people doing so much cool stuff and they need to assist the consumer with getting their products into the hand because you've been into a light shade. So, you know, kind of how our displays are set up and I'll, I'll touch on that really quick. Cause you said, you know, when you first came here, I had the exact same experience. I went into a dispensary, they had every single product in their case. And I was just like, I didn't know what to do. I was super uneducated. You know, I've been consuming cannabis for a very long time, but you know, I'm old school. So I was flower until I, exactly know, same. Walked in, yeah. So until I walked into a dispensary when I was, I don't know, 20, six, maybe 27. And I was so overwhelmed that I left. I didn't buy anything. I was, I was just like, you know, I I think I asked for a chocolate bar and somebody was like, Oh, you could try this or you could try this or you could try this. I'm like, yeah, but what are you going to sell me? You know, like, how do I, what makes anything better than something else? And, you know, so we kind of took that and we were like, well, we don't really want that super overwhelming experience. So in our 
uh, stores, we have what are called bays or service bays or where you, you know, interact with the bud tender and, and they help you with your cannabis journey. We decided that we only wanted to represent eight brands at a time. So that was kind of something else that, you know, I kind of forefronted, um, when I got into my position is I was like, okay, well, there's gotta be some uniformity to this. So every six months we put new vendors in there. Um, we also have banners on the bottom, like little decals that are kind of mimicking billboards because, you know, with cannabis, you're so limited on where you can advertise, how you can advertise, you know, you can't do Google paid search. You can't do anything. Well, I mean, you can do some things on social media, but you're limited there. So, you know, we wanted to give our vendors as many opportunities in store as we could to get their brands visible, to get people asking about them. I love that you were talking about the in-store screens when you're sitting in the lobby. We utilize those all the time to kind of educate people and highlight different things. Um, so, you know, I think that that's kind of how our promotional journey has started and how it continues to go is that our vendors, you know, we have, I think we have over 60 of them right now, which is a lot, but to stay relevant, in our company, at least, you need to engage in some of those things because your competitors are. So unless you want to get lost, which I don't think anybody does, you know, they they stay up to date on those things and they build the marketing cost into the budget. And, you know, the, the data speaks for itself. I mean, we see hundreds of percent lift for some of the promotions from week before sales to week of. So. No, I appreciate that because again, it's so fun for me because I literally was just in Denver a couple of weeks ago. So I was like thinking through, okay, what was my experience like? What was I looking at? What does it seem to me? And and just to hear your kind of, you know, confirmation of that. And we were talking about this before we were recording, right? The consumer doesn't know all the work that goes in behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And I think the consumer is not very privy to the hurdles and roadblocks that we go through as an industry to market these brands the dispensary, the business. And so, yeah, I mean, you painted the perfect picture. It's like, you know, newbie walks into a dispensary, especially in Denver. It's so easy to like fly in most nonstop flights go there. People are like, okay, weed's legal. Here I am. Where do I go? You know, you do a quick Google search. Maybe you're lucky. You end up at a light shade. Maybe you're not. You go somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) No, literally that's, I'm like, okay, right there. My my GPS takes me straight. Um, But it is, it's just uh, the subconscious, right? Like I think there's definitely a, a difference between weed is legal and you can go to this place and you can purchase it to now what's the experience like how do I fit myself into different products I like you grew up old school smoking torching that was it you know and to be welcomed into this environment of now there's topicals now there's you know edibles y'all were doing a promotion with next one carts and I, as somebody who vapes a lot, I love to kind of fall on my own sword of like, it's still confusing for me. It's still very confusing. I'm like, which one do I like? And what's the right strain? Mm -hmm. And which turn? And how do they differ? And yes, I'm like live resin and all these things. And so I just remember walking in and it was after I got the text, I saw that that was the promotion. I go into the store, the bud tender is like, Hey, well, you're looking for carts. These are, you know, buy one, get one. And I was like, you know what? I'm here for a weekend. I would love to buy a sativa and get an indica. Like, why not? That seems really reasonable to me. And so it's just, um, the psychology again, behind like a consumer who just walks into the store and they're like, well, I just want to buy some stuff, but all the work that you're doing to go in and you're even touching on, you know, the banners at the bottom of the the displays. I remember looking down, I even took a picture of it and because I think it was wild was up. And so, um, 
that is for me something interesting too as you're seeing kind of this interstate commerce happening or some of these states popping up not states some of these brands from out of state popping up in other states obviously uh they can't just ship those products they have to be manufactured in the state and so that brand wild is like hey we want to make a splash in colorado how do we do that okay let's go partner with dispensaries like lightshade who can help put our products in front of consumers to really you know, be competitive. I know people always shy away from competition, but I think competition strengthens the industry. And so it's like, Hey, well, if this guy's making a good deal or, you know, selling or the consumer can get it for a better price, better ratio. I'm seeing so many ratio products now. That's really interesting for me to start to pick apart things. And, um, yeah, so it's just really fascinating to get to hear your perspective on kind of how that stuff gets actually merchandised in the store displayed, presented to the consumers. Um, because it's very thoughtful obviously it's not just here's some stuff that's legal for you to buy now of course well and we try to we really do try to cater to everybody right we try to cater to the brand new 21 year old who's never been into a dispensary before we try to cater to people my parents age who are in their 60s you know to kind of go back to what you were saying about text marketing i set all those up and that's all my verbiage and i try to be like woo like rah rah you know because <laughs> i know that people look forward to those every single wednesday you know i know that they're like oh i can't wait to see like what deal they have coming up this week or you know what special is going on or anything like that it's such a powerful tool to communicate information um we're all attached to our phones. We're all creatures of habit. We're all scrolling and looking and texting and, you know, social media and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, so it's fun to be able to reach so many people with such a quick, you know, little thing. I mean, it's not little, there's a lot going on, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, we have, I think 45,000 subscribers or Damn. something like that. I know. And it's all wrapped into our loyalty program too. So every time you sign up to receive our text, you're automatically enrolled in a loyalty program where with every purchase you get, you, um, accrue points. And then once you get to 500 points, you get a $25 credit in the store. So, you know, there's lots of benefits to it. Um, it helps keep people engaged, Again, super quick, really easy way to communicate information um, and people really like them. So I think that's cool. And, and, you know, to kind of go back to what you were saying about competition, um, it, you know, I think that there is healthy competition and I think it's honestly necessary because I think that there is something for everyone, right? Like just because you like next one carts doesn't mean that somebody else is going to. So it's really important. And I focus a lot on this is giving people a wide variety of options, right? So every month is going to look different. You know, if someone is really loyal to summit concentrates and we have a deal running with them next week, you know, when they get that text, they're like, oh, I usually shop at Livewell or Green Dragon or wherever they shop. And usually they get Summit products, but now they're on sale at Lightshade. So I'm going to go buy them there, you know? And I think that there is, you know, it's tough to put into a box because people's behaviors are so different. You know, they, it's, 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 there's so much psychology that goes behind putting together all of these programs and, and marketing to different kinds of people. Um, you know, our, I think that our promotions certainly speak to a wide variety of people. And I hope that everyone can find something that they like. And to kind of touch on what you were saying too, about like the ratio products, there's so much new cool shit going on and so much for everyone, right? Like whether you're 
really, you know, heavy into edibles and you really are looking for something that helps you sleep and has CBN in it, or, you know, like wild just came out with that CBN gummy. Um, Juana has the fast acting and, you know, microdosed and all these things. It's, it's really cool to see the evolution of these vendors too, and how they're trying to stand apart and, uh, you know, create like the best product that they possibly can. And, it, it's just so fun. And like you were saying earlier, when we, before we started recording, you know, it's so fast paced and there's so much change happening all the time that, you know, we want to make sure that we're staying up on that stuff and, and staying very educated on it and making sure that whatever our vendors are passionate about and coming out with, you know, we want to look at it and say like, okay, is there a place for this in our market? You know, do our consumers tend to gravitate this way? Microdose stuff, absolutely. Like the Stillwater gummies, the 2.5 milligrams, I believe that they are so delicious. But, you know, with edibles too, you want to start slow and, you know, you want to make sure that you're not overwhelming yourself, which I'm sure we've all had a terrible edible experience. Too many. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. Uh, mostly when I was like baking brownies in college in oh, my yeah. boyfriend's kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, well, how many milligrams is in this whole tray? I don't care. I'll eat I the don't whole know. thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm hungry. So it'll be exactly. Fine. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it's, it's really cool to be able to offer so many different things to our consumers and be able to hopefully introduce them to some new things that they may really love. Yeah. It's really fascinating to kind of like, I'm kind of reflecting as you're saying this to me, the brands, I don't see a ton of new brands necessarily hitting the market. And that's probably a, uh, you know, a reason because of how the industry is just structured in Colorado and how it's structured federally. It's, it's really difficult right. for my observation to like be a new brand. However, with that said, I do think that brands are emerging as well as brands that are already cemented have been evolving. So, you know, like you're talking about specifically with these um, ratios and these microdosing, like I've become obsessed with the Wana strawberry margarita. Oh my God. Five so milligram good. CBD, five milligram THC fast acting. So I don't know. I used to love actually, I, I got turned on to a brand. I forget the parent brand name, but they're the little mints. They come in like yellow and green. They're in a little rectangle container. Oh, is it Dixie? The Dixie? Yes, Dixie, Dixie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are good too. I love those, but they don't hit like five milligrams of that hits way different than the five milligrams of Wana. And so even me just being a more seasoned consumer, watching these different brands kind of evolve their products or their different ratios, there definitely is technology that I think is coming to market as we do further research. And so it's just, it's a fun thing to be able to explore with kind of the backdrop of like a really um, professional, y'all are very professional, welcoming, but like accessible brand to me. And you touched on it. It's like the consumers really kind of evolved, right? It's not just somebody who like smokes a ton or like is a heavy, you know, THC oh, consumer. Yeah. It's like my mom wants, you know, a nice CBD ratio THC product, or, you know, I, I got into, um, Y'all were selling uh, the Mary's transdermal patches. I'd never done a transdermal patch. Oh my God, they're life-changing. It's crazy. And so to have those products be put in front of consumers in a way that makes them feel comfortable to want to try them, I just always reflect back to like where y'all as a brand have met me and my curiosity. And it's just been a really sweet spot for me to continue to explore. So I love just hearing kind of like the, the behind the scenes from your perspective on how those products really get presented to the consumer, because 
Because again, the consumer just sees like, oh, I'm looking for a topical or I'm looking for an edible that does this. And so the bud tender helping, you know, communicate that to the consumer is really important. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and the other thing too about that is, you know, I think that some people come in knowing what they want, knowing what they like, knowing what to ask for. And other people are like, help. I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. Like what, what are your offerings? And so I think that having that really strong bud tender education and having them, you know, have a really strong knowledge of the product catalog and knowing what we carry, what it does, how it helps, you know, that's just so huge. If you throw people in a dispensary and, you know, they're trying to sell things that they have no idea what they do, how they help what you know, what they're used for, you're, you're going to fall flat on your face. So it's a commodity. It's, I mean, these, like you said, these brands are being sold at other dispensaries. It's not, you know, you're the only place selling these products. And so it's everything else encapsulated around that experience. That's yep. what makes the consumer want to come shop with you, whether it's, oh, I forgot that I'm, you know, on the tech service, I'm getting a text this week. Let me see what, you know, light shades up to, or, Hey, now I'm in the store and I'm curious, you know, I'm looking for a new type of product. And then the bud tenders being educated, or even just like, honestly, the, I remember there was one light shade and I've seen it in multiple locations, but there was one that had these posters by gold leaf, which is um, a cannabis. Oh yeah. They just, they oh, yeah. just really pretty cannabis art. So people can just go They're look gorgeous. at it, but y'all had them on display. And I just remember thinking, Oh, that's so beautiful. Like, I love that. Just like what a nice little educational touch that this brand has incorporated into the experience. And so again, me gushing to you, it's like, this is why light shade take all my money. Like Again, honestly, <laughs> well, we were in Denver and so we landed, I went straight to light shade. We went to the mountains, we went skiing and then we came back in the city and I was like, oh, I want to go try this other dispensary that my friend recommended. I should go check out this new place. And then we ended up going to light shade again and I spent all my money and I was like, I'm not, I wasn't mad about it though. I wasn't mad about it. It's like, I know what I'm going to get. I know the prices are great. I know that it's, you know, what you see is what you get. And it's, it's transparent, but it's also exciting and just comfortable for me. So Great. I'm so happy that you have that experience. And I hope that everybody does, you know, I, I, we really strive for that. We really strive to make everybody comfortable and, you know, going into a dispensary can be super overwhelming, especially if you're a new consumer. And so I'm, I'm thrilled to hear that. So thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Happy to fangirl all day long for you guys. quick break to say thank you to Restart CBD for sponsoring this podcast. Restart CBD is a brand my sisters and I founded in our hometown in Austin, Texas. We operate a retail location as well as an e-commerce store, and you can browse our wide range of CBD products at restartcbd.com. Again, thank you to Restart for allowing me the time and resources to put on To Be Blunt. I hope you'll check them out for your CBD needs. Let's go back to the episode. I want to transition though, because I think it's really cool that y'all are vertically integrated. And so I want to hear from you, you know, what does vertically integrated mean for light shade? What does it mean being vertically integrated in Colorado? And y'all just about a year ago opened a brand new facility to be growing in. Yeah, sure. So we opened a 40,000 square foot greenhouse. Um, it's, you know, one of our CSR, we, we operate our corporate social responsibility program off of five pillars, sustainability being one of them. So that's something that we take very seriously. We work uh, really closely alongside Denver Urban Gardens as well in our community efforts. Uh, but sustainability is huge. And that's a lot of criticism that our industry gets is how wasteful our packaging is, how, you know, 
how our carbon footprint is through the roof compared to, you know, other industries, which is not untrue at all. And so something that we really wanted to focus on was, you know, what we could control. We wanted to help in however way we could. So our owners were working on this greenhouse for, I think like three years before it got opened. And it is massive. I mean, it is huge. If you walk into it next time you're here, I'll take you on a tour, but Oh my God. Yeah, no, it's, it's so much fun. And our growers are so wonderful. And we actually were working with a third party, um, grower system. I don't exactly know how you would classify that, but we ended up bringing them under the light shade name too. So they became full-time employees for us rather than us, uh, you know, contracting them out, which has been a huge help as well. But yeah, with the integration of the greenhouse, you know, we've been able to really bring some of our in-house strains to a much higher volume level. So, you know, Lavender Jones, Redheaded Stranger, Durban Poison, you know, some of the strains that we've always grown, we've really been able to ramp up and, you know, get out in mass and bulk, which is great. Yeah. And I mean, it's just been such a cool thing to be kind of a, a leader in that aspect. You know, I think we with the incorporation of this greenhouse, we actually decreased our carbon footprint by about 40%, which is huge. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, all the water is recycled, all the soil is recycled. It's, it's the, the way that the plants are being raised is fascinating. I mean, it's, and it's so important. It's such a huge piece of our world right now. We all need to be more environmentally conscious. And I think working for a company that you know, yeah, sometimes that comes out in press and sometimes it comes out that we have this, you know, incredible greenhouse, but it doesn't get focused on as much as it should, I don't think. And, you know, people who really are tree huggers like myself, I love the environment and I really think it's super important, again, that we all try to take better care of it. Um, but working for a company that is so passionate about the growth of that and making sure that we are doing our part is, you know, a, a huge positive for me. And it makes me really proud. You know, we're kind of veering away from having the big, like plastic eighth containers. We're moving to sustainable bags, you know, that are, they have like a little zip and they're much more condensed. They're much smaller. There's much less waste. We also work alongside a company called Green for Green, and we have receptacles in every single dispensary location, all nine of them, where you can take literally any single packaging that can be recycled. So I'm talking plastic, uh, cardboard, anything like that, and you can recycle it with Green for Green. So next time you're here, keep your packaging and then go recycle it when you go for a second time. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, and it's really just made us feel good and like we're trying to do our part in the industry as far as, you know, like I said, decreasing our carbon footprint. And, you know, hopefully that makes our customers love us a little bit more. <laughs> it's super important. I mean, you touched on it. And I think, again, consumers don't realize and, and potentially people even getting into the industry don't realize. And I do think it's more affected on the marijuana side, just because the regulations are more cemented in place, depending on what state you're living in. But obviously, like California has gone through the ringer. I know Colorado has gone through the ringer when it comes to packaging. But it's like you want the product to be safe, so you have to have certain precautions to make it childproof or the way that it's 
know, displayed or multiple levels of packaging. And, and obviously that then creates more waste. And so it's like, wait, this is supposed to be a plant that's helping us, which we hope is obviously helping. It's a plant. It's for the environment. Like essentially hemp, hemp's regenerative for the soil. And then you kind of back out of it and you're like, wait, what are we doing with all this shit packaging? And so part of that is not going away because that's just how the regulations are right now. But it's more so like what as brands and businesses in this space can we do to offset it? And so it is really cool to hear that that is at the forefront for your brand because Again, I think most consumers don't really realize like, oh, weed's legal. I just want to buy it. And it comes in, like you said, you know, an eighth little plastic pop top container. You know, how can we start to create some change? And I think as the industry opens up, you are starting to see different, you know, ancillary or supplementary brands and businesses come up that are addressing these issues. I love that you mentioned, is it green for green? I I got to look into that because it's something that we're trying to do too, just being conscious of our packaging here in Austin and in Texas with my CBD brand. Like we can get away with things not being super childproof at this point because nobody's right. regulating that aspect. Right. Fortunately or unfortunately. Exactly. It's like, yeah. I would love some regulation, but right. hey, nobody's, you know, making me make sure that my labels say this or that my packaging is like this particular right. Way. And so it's just something to be conscious of. And so we do try to encourage our consumers to recycle our packaging as well. But there's there, there aren't really programs that are built for this industry that can be supported through that life cycle. And so it's just cool for me and I'm sure the listeners to learn about some of these things that y'all have been able to take advantage of to step in that direction. Now, kind of going back to the greenhouse, though, you have already been growing your own strains so genetics, but I was reading an article that I think one of your like lead cultivars did just talking about the, the greenhouse being a more of an opportunity to further create your own genetics and create your own strains. And I think that's where, you know, kind of in the scheme of cannabis, it really ultimately comes down to what makes you feel good. What is or combination of medicine. And so I, I love that. I think hemp really, in my opinion, has helped drive the conversation forward of like different terpene profiles and different cannabinoids as is. Yeah. Like I said, I've gone to Denver many a times and I have a lot of friends in the industry. And when I was launching my CBD brand three and a half years ago, they were like, what the fuck are you doing selling CBD? And I was like, yo, can I get some CBD heavy strains in, in the dispensaries? And one of my friends was working um, at a medical dispensary and he's like, yeah, we don't, we don't really sell CBD. <laughs> and I'm like, but, but the market, we didn't know. Nobody really knew. And so I think as it continues to evolve, you're really getting into, not only is it like indica makes me feel good for sleeping and sativa, something that I like to smoke before I go, you know, shred the mountain. It's, well, maybe it's actually karyophylline that I really like. And it's a blend of karyophylline mixed with like maybe a little bit of CBD to THC ratio. And so I think that is where I'm really excited. And I have to plug my guest from um, a couple of weeks ago, by the time this airs, I, I interviewed the SVP of marketing from Leafly and Oh, cool. Super dope. I mean, they just, they have this, yeah, we love those guys. They have this huge strain library and it's just fascinating, you know, we have the, the marketing, you know, the Bubba Kush, the Pineapple Express, the Durban Sour, and you kind of mentioned some of those, but then there are also new genetics. And I think those are where then the consumer is finding, you know, Hey, actually this strain is really what's best for me. And I think that that empowers 
vertically integrated brands like Lightshade to say, hey, well, these are our strains and this is what we're growing or this is what we're able to provide to our consumers. And so I'm just curious how that aspect of, you know, the grow house has opened up that opportunity for you or what your thoughts are in terms of kind of the genetics, the, the strains that you're able to offer to your consumers. Do you notice that they're really loyal to certain strains that you're carrying or they look for generic things? You know, that, that's such an interesting question because I was in the store, I was in our Sheridan location yesterday, um, switching out, well, I was in six of our stores yesterday, but I was at this Sheridan store switching out some of our displays. So within the greenhouse, we're growing both medical and recreational. And like you had said, you know, we've been growing our own genetics for a very long time. We have a grow um, attached to our Holly facility, as well as our Peoria location. And now the greenhouse and our Evans location also has a grow. So I was in the Sheridan store and I was kind of messing with a display case and, you know, a customer came in, our bartender was helping him and he was explaining this new strain. I honestly, I'm kind of removed from the greenhouse as far as like what they're putting out just because it's happening so fast. And like, I, I try to keep up on it, but, um, but yeah, he was talking about this, uh, heavier on the CBD side of a flower that had just come out. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. Like I didn't, I knew that that was in production. I knew that it was coming up. I didn't know that it had been released already. And, um, so that was really interesting to hear him talk about, you know, the benefits of adding, you know, some CBD into the lineage of the strain and, and the genetics and how, you know, that will accompany the high from the THC and, you know, that it'll make you more relaxed. And because it was a medical customer, he ended up buying some because he, he was a, um, ex vet or he is a vet. He was, um, ex military and he has PTSD. And so that was the right thing for him is he was like, Oh, I've always, you know, been recommended CBD. I've never tried it he ended up getting some. So that was a really cool conversation for me to overhear because, you know, I'm constantly learning from the bud tenders too. They're at the forefront, you know, they're making the sales. They're really on the front lines and they're the ones who honestly have the most knowledge of this stuff because they have to, they're selling it. So I'm constantly being educated by these guys and, and really just impressed with their breadth of knowledge and how much they know and, and how familiar they are with all this stuff. Um, to go back to your other question, uh, we do have a really robust line of in-house genetics that we've kept for a really long time. Um, Bubba Fett being one of them. So, you know, it's more of like an indica, a heavy indica. Um, another thing that I was going to say when you were saying like, Oh, you know, I, I recognize that this strain makes me feel sleepy or this does this. And we kind of, thought outside the box. I'm unsure when this kind of mentality came to play in Lightshade's history, but we categorize our strains by four different mood categories. So they are enliven, inspire, rest, and calm. So calm and inspire are like the hybrids, right? So inspire would be like a sativa hybrid. Uh, calm would be an indica hybrid. Rest will be a heavy indica and um, enliven would be a heavy sativa. So when customers come in, they are able to view on the top display case, they're able to view the different kinds of flower that we have. And then accompanying the name of the flower is the um, category that they're in. So, you know, someone can come in and say, I like, I cannot do sativas at all whatsoever. They make me super anxious. I have never liked them. <laughs> like I am indica all the way, all the time. So, you know, when I would go into a dispensary. I'd always ask for an indica. And I think that that kind of takes a little bit of the guesswork out of it for some consumers who might be newer to the experience. Um, and it helps them kind of get a little guide on what they might like. And so, you know, that has been a really interesting process as we come out with new genetics, you know, kind of resting on our, our cultivars and our, you know, people who genetically modify them, like our grow team who are just brilliant, our 
grow staff. I think the managers both went to CSU for agriculture. So they're very, very smart. Um, but yeah, it's, it's cool because as we come out with these new strains, we, you know, have an in-house team that tests them and then categorizes them. And it's, yeah, it's really unique. And I really like that that's kind of a way that we've also tried to set ourselves apart is by incorporating these different mood categories to hopefully accompany, you know, an experience for people who are looking for something particular. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that because I do think that as this industry continues to evolve, it's like indica sativa and hybrid are great for classifying, you know, the plant kind of at an abstract level. Right. I do think consumers are being marketed to in so many ways, whether it's packaging, it's their friend's experience, it's, you know, what the internet is saying, maybe what they're reading on Leafly or some random blog on the internet suggesting that they need this particular strain or this particular product. And so at the end of the day, I still stand by, which was what I said earlier too, you know, it's, it's how does it make you feel as a consumer? And so the you needs the right I joke in our shop that I, you know, our bud tenders and our team were like Sherpas on your cannabis mountain journey. I'm yeah, not going on I your mountain. <laughs> you gotta go. I gotta, you know, encourage you to go up the mountain, but like, I can say, Hey, here's this side of the mountain. Here's that side of the mountain. Here's what an indica sativa, these different terpenes will make you feel potentially, but it's getting them comfortable to thinking, how do I want to feel? What am I looking for? What am I comfortable? I think a lot of times too, is just reflecting on our own store. We get people who come in and they're like, I don't want to smoke something. And I'm like, you don't have to. Right. I think there's this big, you know, like, oh, I hear you just got to smoke the dope. And I'm like, no, you don't have to smoke. There's topicals, there's edibles, there's tinctures. Mm -hmm. Like there's all these other applications. And then something else that you said that I love to echo is just, you were like, you know, I don't, I don't know some of these things sometimes. And I live in that zone. I don't know everything. <laughs> if I knew everything, what a boring life. How horrible would that be to right. be you know, knowing everything? I think it's so enriching to be coming from a place of like, Hey, there's this new strain and I haven't tried it yet. And like, let me observe how the consumer's experiences to how my bed tenders experiences. And I think it just is exciting for me to hear that coming from you representing a brand that I really love because that's the approach that I take with everything. It's like, there's always something more to learn. There's even the same strain, the same product. I mean, it's funny. You talk about, you can't have a sativa. I consume a lot, a lot. (laughs) I have some friends who they know they can't keep up with me. And sometimes but I'm still a sativa girl. And then like, they'll sometimes, you know, take the sativa thinking like, oh, it's just a sativa. It's not that crazy. And they're like on the floor. And I'm like, yo, you know, we're all different <laughs> and I'll take a puff of the same thing and have the same experience. Absolutely. So I think that's really what I try to convey with my brand. And I gravitate towards brands that don't put people or put products into a box, right? It's really about the exploration of it. And so it is really cool just to hear y'all's approach of of evolving with the market. Because I think as the market continues to change, I mean, hell, I'm sure when weed was first legalized in Colorado, it was a much different landscape than it is now where you have over nine, 10 states legalized. You have people who are more everyday regular consumers who kind of, you know, Again, even myself, I've been consuming cannabis for over a decade and I still consider myself sometimes a novice. I'm like, what is a live distillate? I'm like, shit, I gotta like Google these things before I go into dispensary sometimes. But it is just a testament again to, I think the brand and the environment that y'all have created. And so I just think it's really cool for, uh, for people to get to hear this story from your perspective. And so with that said, is there anything that we didn't touch on that you really wanna leave the listeners with? 
Uh, yeah, for sure. So one of the things to kind of accompany what we were just talking about, um, and like the customer experience and kind of figuring out what's right for you. So about two years ago, maybe three now, uh, we started engaging with a company that's amazing. They're a nonprofit. They're called Leaf 411, and they are a free international cannabis network of nurses. So people who are new consumers who don't necessarily know what they're looking for, but they know they have back pain. They know they have joint pain. They know they are restless. They can't sleep. They have this, they have that, you know, a strong stance that light shade takes is that we are not doctors. We're not medical consultants. We're not nurses. We're a retail store. But we partnered with Lee 411 to send customers who may be looking for something specific to alleviate an issue in their life, you know, and to, and to give them this resource at no cost. So if, you know, you're thinking about getting into cannabis for the first time or you want to try something new or you're looking for something specific, I highly recommend that you call them. They're very, very knowledgeable really gentle, very understanding, you know, and they're a, a network of cannabis nurses. They're going to give you recommendations that an in-store staff could not. Um, so again, that's Leaf411. And the website, I believe, is leaf411.org. So, you know, I think that that's also something that really we've done a good job of standing apart with is, you know, partnering with these guys. And it really does, um, you know, give us the opportunity to help our customers walk down a path that, um, you know, they're, they're comfortable with. So, but other than that, no, I'm good, girl. This was fun. I'm so glad you shared that resource though, because I do think that that is something I can only imagine what your experience is reflecting on a state like Colorado that is just obviously super historical when it comes to cannabis, but also knowing just the shit that it's gone through. In fact, I'm thinking back to an episode I did um, with Ricardo Baca. He- Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously just like super incredible journalists in the cannabis space coming from Denver, really on the forefront when, I mean, he was the marijuana editor of the Denver Post. No, it's like he was he was there when when y'all transitioned. And so I remember watching the documentary that they did. I think it's called Rolling Papers. It's on Netflix. So anybody wants to watch it. Oh, I'll uh, check it out. Colorado's uh, legalization from a medicinal to a rec market. And I remember he had this writer on staff who was like a mother and she did this column and she's talking about cannabis and parenthood. And at the time, I mean, you're thinking about 2014, presently in 2021, I still have mothers and, and, you know, people who are pregnant breastfeeding who are like cannabis for these things. And I'm like, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. And then you totally. look at the industry and it's like, there's not enough information out there professionally, medically to kind of link them to. And I just remember kind of watching and observing this writer of his kind of get some flack for it because she's like, I like cannabis and I'm a mother and my son's three and he's beautiful and great and healthy. And why are you questioning my capability? Stop judging me, please. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And so yeah. I just, I share that to reflect on, wow, look at how far we've come. And also mm -hmm. look at how far we have to go because Absolutely. I still have, again, people who ask me, can I do this? I have this ailment. I have this disease. I want to take cannabis for this, for that. And I'm like, look, I'm not a doctor. You can Google things. You might hear that there's some application. Nothing is guaranteed, but I do think the gap is being closed as I just learned this actually, maybe, you know, more about this specifically than me, but like from a nursing perspective, 
if you are a nurse, let's say in Texas and you consume cannabis, obviously let's say even hemp, cause it has trace amounts of THC in it. If you're consuming hemp in Texas and you happen to be in a room, someone drops a needle or something, you're a nurse, you're going to get drug tested. If that shows up positive, you would, could potentially lose your job because you drug test. I was under the assumption that in even states that had legalized like Colorado, that was the same case. Um, but my friend, when I was in Denver, his girlfriend is a nurse and he said that it's, they actually no longer, if they find THC in your system, they, they, they won't flag it. So in legal states, it seems like the law is evolving to this, to the point of, Hey, look, it's a plant. We get it. It's legal. It's, you know, not in the same, it shouldn't be in the same caliber as like crystal meth or something like that. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just think that to me is a little glimmer of where we're seeing the, 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 the disparity kind of, you know, shorten in terms of the medical professional industry, seeing this as a X over drug to, you know, it's a plant and how do we understand this plant? And so even reflecting our own industry in Texas, I mean, when we first launched, ugh, Doctors didn't want to touch it. Medical professionals didn't want to talk about it. Now, three and a half years later, since launching our brand, I have more medical professionals who recommend people to come use CBD, also to come specifically to my shop, which I'm very proud of and grateful for. But you're seeing them recognize, hey, we are not experts on cannabis, but you might be. So how do we help connect consumers to quality providers who can administer, whether you are in a legal market, so you have true medicinal, or you are in a market like Texas, where it is more on the hemp side and CBD side. But it's just all that to say, I think it's really cool to hear that these um, organizations are existing and legitimizing like nurses who are Hey, we are, you know, learning about this plant and the power it has and how can we actually, you know, apply it back into the consumer to empower them and then obviously to empower brands to be a connecting piece because yeah, whether consumers realize it or not, they are coming to you for medical advice and obviously legally you can't really give it to them and so it's like how do you market? And I think people don't realize marketing is obviously social media and text message and all these things. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But it's also like the subconscious, like, I I need help. I don't feel good. I have trouble sleeping. I have pain here. I want to mm -hmm. feel better. I don't like alcohol anymore. I want to stop smoking cigarettes. And smoke I have PTSD. I have a severe injury. I have whatever, whatever. I mean, there's so... There, we're all dealing with pain, right? Whether it's physical, emotional, mental, whatever. Like, we're, we all are looking for an escape at some point or another, right? Unless you're just like 100% sober, which I fully respect because I don't think I could ever do that. Um, Me either. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it, to have that resource that we can point people to and to have them be so knowledgeable. And like I said, they're international, you know, they've gotten calls from the UK, they've gotten calls from Scotland, they've gotten calls from all over the world. So, even if you're not living in a state where cannabis is legal, at least, you know, like you said, CBD fortunately is nationally legal. So they can give you advice on something that should help you, you know, and can, and can steer you in some direction, even if they just have some questions, even if they're just like, you know, what's the big deal? What's the, you know, how do we, how do we keep the conversation going so that the education is continuously evolving and getting richer and better? And it's employing people who are smart and who are educated and who have knowledge of how these things work with the endocannabinoid system and how, you know, 
they also have to be up on all the vendors. They have to be knowledgeable of all the products that are out there and what's available. And, you know, it's just, it's such a cool thing to be a part of because I thought I was going to be a nurse for a really long time. I hate school though, and could not deal with another second of it when I graduated. I was like, we're done here. Um, but, but, you know, I have such full respect for, for nurses and doctors and, you know, medical professionals. And I'm really, really happy to see the evolution of cannabis and how, like you said, you know, it is a plant. It is used for medicinal purposes. It has been for a really long time, you know, whether we want to admit it or not, like people have been using cannabis to alleviate all kinds of stuff for, I mean, our parents were smoking the dope in the sixties. I'm sure it was happening well before that, you know, it's, it's got such a long lineage. It's like, okay, well, how do we use all of the tools at our disposal, the social media, the text message blast, the websites, the blogs, the, you know, articles, the PR, the interviews, this wonderful podcast that I get to be a part of today, you know? Yeah. I'm so, I'm so proud to be able to talk about a company that I love so dearly that is involved in so many wonderful things that don't get talked about. You know, it's all behind the scenes. It's all, you know, it's my daily life. It's, it's what I'm working on every day, but you know, how do we communicate that to our customers and say, Hey, like your well being is in the forefront of our mind. Like your experience with us matters and we're not a churn and burn. We don't, we want to take our time with, you know, if somebody has questions and they, they're, you know, a first time consumer or even, you know, they're trying something new. We don't want to make them feel rushed. We want to make them feel heard and understood and like they're important, you know, because that's customer service, man. Like you, you want to take the best care of your customers and offer them the best experience so that they trust you and earning that trust comes with employing lots of different parts, lots of different pieces. And, you know, like I said, I'm just so proud to be able to work for a company that takes that very seriously. You can have all my money for end of time. <laughs> Please take it. <laughs> I, I will. Thank you. I'll continue to set up really awesome promos for you. How's that? Next year? Yeah, I'm just, I'm <laughs> waiting for those text messages every Wednesday. I seriously, seriously look forward to what you guys continue to do in the space. You are not only a leader in my heart, but obviously in the industry and especially oh, reflecting you. and representing Colorado. It's just um, really a cool journey to get to observe and be a true customer of. And I just look forward to the future of cannabis with your involvement. So oh, thank you. obviously everybody should go follow you guys on social media. It's at light shade high. That's right? right. Yep. And then, like you said, nine locations, I'm honestly a little shocked at nine locations because I find that I only go to like the same three every time, but, um, I look forward to exploring all of them and, and to see more success from you guys. So thanks for joining the show. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Oh my gosh. I feel like Chris and I could have kept talking and we are probably going to have to revisit some more content with Lightshade because they're just up to some really incredible things. It makes me really proud to be a customer and a part of their community. And I hope that this was a great episode for anybody who is Well, really anybody in the industry, because I think if you're a brand and selling a product and you're trying to get your product into dispensaries or retail shops, I think that Krista gave a lot of good insight into that process and some, you know, marketing levers that you could pull. But really specifically, if you are a dispensary owner or retail owner like myself, even with Restart CBD, this was really fascinating because I think there's a lot of programs and initiatives that Lightshade is up to that, you know, aren't really 
exclusive to Colorado and that we as business owners outside of Colorado can take advantage of, as well as what we can learn from what's going on in Colorado and just, you know, kind of continue the dialogue from there. I think there's just so much to, to absorb, to educate ourselves on, to continue to educate ourselves on. Y'all know that education is super, super critical for me. And so with that said, Thanks for listening to yet another episode. We'll be back next week with another fabulous guest. And if you have any thoughts, questions, feedback, you know that I love hearing from y'all. So please find me on Instagram at theshadedtarabi or at tobebluntpod. I'd love to hear from you. So thanks again and catch you next Monday with another new episode. Bye. Love this episode of To Be Blunt? Be sure to visit theshadatarabi.com slash to be blunt for more ways to connect. New episodes come out on Mondays. And for more behind the scenes, follow along on Instagram at theshadatarabi. 